Hello, welcome or welcome back. My name is Steve Thomas. This is Cacophony and Music for the Lockdown, where we have a really good listen to great pieces of music. In this episode, it's more apparently dangerous stuff from George Ligeti, written in the 1950s. Ligeti was Hungarian, but he had lived in Romania for a time as a child. And it was there that he saw folk musicians playing in animal masks, a vivid image which stayed with him for the rest of his life. And one, even though I haven't seen it, it's stuck in my head now. And I don't like. It's kind of scary. Like something from a horror movie. And in the early 50s as a student, Ligeti went back to Romania to record partly Romanian, partly Hungarian folk music, much as Bartok had done at the turn of the century. See music for the lockdown episode one. And he uses the same language that he recorded in this folk style piece. The authorities liked nice, simple folk style music, optimistic pieces. Anything avant-garde was a big no-no with potentially very nasty consequences for the composer. Ligeti went on to write some of the most unusual, interesting and challenging music that examines closely all the things that we imagine music to be. But the Romanian concerto is not one of these pieces. He needed some cover. Ligeti described it as one of his camouflage pieces used to evade the imposed dictatorship in the arts. Though quite conforming to the rules, the piece nevertheless turned out to be politically incorrect because of some forbidden dissonances. Ligeti thought this was hardly understandable, that such minor tonal jokes were declared subversive. The piece was banned at once, and not performed until many decades later. It's in four linked sections that go slow-fast, slow-fast, like two traditional Hungarian chardashes joined together. That's the dance form that Tchaikovsky used in Swan Lake, which you can hear in lockdown episode 9, if you want to, and haven't already. The opening conjures up a landscape, or feels to me maybe like a love song or hymn to a place. It feels like we're in for a serious piece of music, only for that to be rudely interrupted by vigorous dance music. It's a bit like accidentally gatecrashing a folk band having a wild jam session. And then we go back to slow music. And the next wide landscape is conjured up by horns calling to each other, one in the orchestra and another in the distance, alongside a coronglet. That's a tenor oboe, an instrument which has a feeling of distance almost built into it. There are highly passionate, dark-hued episodes in both the slow sections. A trumpet fanfare kicks off the final section, and it sounds like we're in for some rigorous, heavyweight musical business, with a build-up to some great climax, only to find that where the climax might be, there's another gypsy band having fun, led by a skittish virtuoso fiddle. The orchestra keeps trying to reassert its serious nature, but can't help getting sucked in, and it's genuinely fun, with dazzling solos all over the orchestra, clarinets especially. Clarinet and violin always seem to feature highly in music like this. It's relentlessly joyful, spontaneous, noisy, and it's a piece that refuses to stop, at least until one final quiet vision of that wide landscape and distant horns. There aren't many pieces where the musical expression is such a wide-eyed grin as this, and imagine, no one was allowed to enjoy it for 30 years. I really love it. Hope you do too. Have a listen by clicking on the links below or in the podcast show notes. Give us a comment, a like, a share, subscribe. Come back for more next time. And thanks for listening. <laughs>